Welcome to A Higher Future in Healthcare, where we're exploring obstacles and solutions to healthcare's growing workforce demands. Tune in to hear from thought leaders as they share their perspectives on strategy, technology, AI, and people who are paving the way for transformative change. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of A Higher Future in Healthcare. Today, I'm joined by two amazing individuals, not only friends, but advisors and great thought leaders in healthcare. Uh, We have Michael Isaacs and Ben Wiederholt, and I'll let them introduce themselves, but it's going to be a fun conversation today as we dive into the conversation around technology, mission-driven innovation, but ultimately thinking about how technology ties to patient-centric care. So hang in there. It's going to be a great conversation, but let's just start with introductions. I'll hand it off to you, Michael, to to introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, thanks so much, Joe. I'm really excited to be here. So um, as you said, I'm Michael Isaacs. I've been working in healthcare and HR for more than 20 years. Um, and currently, I am the Head of People for Hopscotch Health. We're an organization that works in value-based care and focused on rural communities. And I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, that's awesome, Michael. I mean, and the work that that you're doing is so valuable, right? Thinking about rural hospital systems and rural care in general um, and the future of that. And, and, you know, there's been some challenges in that space over the last few years. So I'm excited to dive into that and the work that's so necessary um, that you're doing there at Hopscotch with the team. So thanks Thanks. for joining. Ben. Sure. Joe, thank you. It's great to be with you and and with Michael. Um, Appreciate the opportunity. Ben Wiederholt, I'm currently the president of Icarus Advising. I've had a healthcare career right around that 20-year mark, spanning from acute care to ambulatory and my primary assignment right now is supporting an organization called the Community Health Provider Alliance as their interim CEO. It is an ACO made up of federally qualified health centers throughout the great state of Colorado. So great to be with you. Uh, thanks, Ben. And and equally, right, thinking about um, federally qualified health centers and the safety net that they are for our communities in healthcare, because innovation is essential to how we drive healthcare forward. And when we think of rule, when we think of the safety nets that exist that we need in our health system, I don't think that it's gonna be sustainable without real innovation and without technology. So that's gonna be, um, it's just gonna be a great conversation. So let's let's just start with that, right? AI, VR, data, all of these things that are out there that are scary to any organization sometimes when we think of, the ethics behind them, or are they helping us or hurting us? Um, when we think about healthcare and kind of the risk aversion naturally that exists within the industry, give me a, give me your take on like the critical role that trust is going to play in the healthcare industry when we think about adoption of technology that um, that can help us, right? And how we think about and view technology and all of this amazing, all of these amazing things that are emerging. Um, let's just talk about that, like the need for trust, how we can build it and how healthcare should view, you know, innovation. Yeah, so when when I'm looking at technology on the HR side within, you know, recruitment in, in particular, talent acquisition, it I always look at it 
as two sides of a coin because I'm like, yay, I have something that can help me. Oh no, what's it going to do while it's helping me? So for instance, you know, you have your your ATF that's all of a sudden going to sort through your resumes and, and pick your best candidates for you. But how does it really know what that best candidate is? And, <laughs> and what are all those resumes that it just threw to the side and said you didn't really want to look at or something like that? Um, so, yeah, I think that there's the technology component that's there, but we have to put a lot of guardrails around that to make sure that we don't lose the the human connection with that and that we don't just let things sort of run unfettered without yeah. w- without us making sure that we're we're pretty tight on that totally yeah and i i'd like to build on that and and just go a little bit deeper you know you use the word trust joe and i think that's so critical i guess you know i'm, I'm influenced at the time of this recording football season is starting and there's a quote attributed to vince lombardi that says uh, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing I think in healthcare, you can substitute winning with trust. I think, you know, when it comes to, when you think of, you know, how trust isn't everything, it's, it's the only thing it's really the foundation. I would say that enables, whether it be an individual, whether it be a team, whether it be an organization to be at their best and healthcare organizations that really have that as the pillar and foundation have such a critical strategic advantage. I think healthcare organizations without trust can have some success. I would argue it's not going to be sustainable in the long term. And so if trust is the end goal, I think about transparency as an important means to get to that end. And that's where the intersection, I think, with technology becomes so important because technology can either enhance transparency and thus fuel greater trust, or it could uh, create some more barriers to transparency. And when there's not transparency, that could erode trust. So it's a logic map where tech, what role can technology play? How can it improve transparency? Because ultimately, trust is going to be a huge differentiator. Yeah, no, I mean, go Broncos. I'm going to throw that in there, (laughs) but uh, yeah, no, that is, that is totally true. And, and I love that. I mean, sticking with and keeping with kind of sports and, and thinking about that, you know, and the topic of this particular conversation being mission driven innovation, right? Not innovation for the sake of innovation, not innovation because it exists and Hey, there's a new tool that we could pull in or some new thing. Um, when we think about trust, it's it's knowing that also there's a thoughtfulness behind it. There's intentionality behind like why we're innovating and why we're doing something. And so like every great team is driven by a North Star or a mission. And, and so just talk to me as like leaders in like healthcare. When you think about innovation, when you think about that, it's all about people. That's our world. But just innovation in general how do you make sure that you're anchoring back to the mission? Uh, and and I, I know both of you and I spent a, a number of hours talking to you about what you do and you're both so mission driven. So I think it's going to just be, I think that you're the right two people to ask about this, but how does that tie back when you're thinking about moving the organization forward? How do you compare? Is it going to tie to the mission or not? Sure. No, thanks. Joe. I mean, you're right. When innovation 
can really help foster that sort of mindset and ethic of curiosity. A, a lot of organizations who have that DNA of being mission driven, um, you know, not in all cases are nonprofit, but oftentimes can be nonprofit organizations. So that requires a different level of agility and creativity and needed uh, efficiencies. Certainly, there's lots of really inspirational, mission-driven, for-profit organizations as well. But that common theme of the mission-driven component connected, I think, to innovation just creates an environment where people can really feel like they belong. Because I think healthcare most effectively happens when there is a team-based environment. Everybody can identify what role that they play in that team. And that sense of innovation just creates sort of an an aura of openness. And I think conversely, a lack of that um, can really foster narrow-mindedness and small-minded thinking. It can create a lot of subjectivity um, and can kind of box people out from identifying what were their voices and how they can make a meaningful contribution. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how um, different organizations have charted different paths, but have the same core and that same mission. Because, you know, I have found myself um, in the venture capital and private equity area of healthcare. Um, the There's no difference with that connection to mission but what what I've noticed is that the companies that that find their way over to to those areas, they do have a very, very strong tie both to mission and to that innovation component. and right. and it's it's that component of innovation. Like where I am right now, I honestly see the organization that I'm with as as a potential industry disruptor. Um, the one that I was with before was as well. And I think because of that, you have this connection of people who are very mission-driven, who are going to to come together in that that teamwork, that cross-functionality, Ben, that you were just talking about. Um, And it does create that diversity and being able to drive towards those wonderful goals. And it's really interesting to see that it can happen both within you know, the FQHC world, the nonprofit world that that you are in right now, as well as, you know, sort of the exact opposite world that, that I'm in as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's so interesting, right? When we think of the core clear mission of, of being in, in the healthcare sector um, and how it all ties to patient outcomes right patient experience everything that we're trying to do is to provide care um so so what excites the two of you about like innovation as you see it emerging and as it connects to your ability in your respective roles to impact the care that that's provided patient outcomes like if you look into your crystal ball what excites you about um when we say innovation and the technology that's emerging um, and how it's going to impact patients. Yeah. For me, there's been a few times during my career that there have been times where I've been able to institute a technology solution 
that I've really seen it translate, a, a technology solution on the people side. And I've actually seen it translate to patient care. Mm -hmm. um, and those have always been really exciting times for me. Um, you know, I, I think some of them have been, you know, personality assessments where I'm like, oh, wow, I really have a fit for job better than I've ever been able to do before. Um, you know, Joe, you and I have been talking obviously about, you know, helping our, our hiring managers mm -hmm. um, be able to identify talent in different ways that they haven't been able to. I sort of look at it as the barbells in my organization where I have really, really, you know, my executive team that wants to put people through the ringer, so to speak, or, you know, at the other side, I have, you know, entry level managers who, who need help identifying that. So it's, you know, how do we help these two ends of that spectrum? And so when I see that technology that can really be put in place to make those, those results happen, those are the exciting times for me. And it, it hasn't happened often, but there's a couple of times during my career that it's it's happened. It's really exciting to see. Yeah, really align with what you're saying, Michael. I think sometimes we forget that, you know, in the $4 trillion industry of healthcare and all the different stakeholders that it ultimately comes down to people. And it is the privilege to interact with other fellow human beings, some of the uh, most defining moments of their life. And so in order to support those people who have that opportunity to have that interaction um, with the people, it's, it's really that, um, like you're saying, how to support and find different ways to connect with the leaders in that organization and the ability to really build that strong team. And I, I'll go back to part of the earlier conversation around the importance of team. And I think it connects to why different solutions around talent management are so important. So it can be really hardwired into a, um, a unique competency for an organization. Because if you think about outcomes, it, it, they best happen in that team environment. And if you can have a superstar, uh, but they're not going to be able to have be able to have the same impact on a patient's experience or, or their quality of care than you can if you have superstars across a team. If you don't have a strong, strong talent management platform and solution, you still might be able to find a one superstar, you know, visually impaired squirrels find nuts. Um, but your likelihood of finding a full team of superstars is dramatically reduced. And so it's that systems thinking around healthcare is all about people caring for people and how do we create those systems to increase the likelihood that it's the entire team that's surrounding that person is, uh, you know, that right fit the best people for that organization to achieve its goals. Yeah. I mean, and both of you have been talking about kind of team and kind of that, that, I mean, the cross-functional nature of everything that is healthcare. All of us on this call have a lot of conversations around, you know, diversity and the impacts on culturally competent care, the impacts of, um, you know, the communities that we support um, in, in different areas. You know, there's, 
and you talked about it, you touched on it early, Michael, with like resume parsing innovation that's some black box where you have no idea why it's selecting some and not selecting others. Um, when we think about diversity and how we should view like opportunities to innovate, to build better teams um, and ways that we should be pushing forward. A lot of our listeners are in the talent space and, and things like that. Like, what advice would you give when people are 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 leaning in? Because there's a there's there's no shortage of new and exciting things to explore and look at in the technology world that might be out there. So, like, what advice would you give to people when they're thinking about it? When they're thinking about bringing something to the team or trying to bring something into an organization, um, with kind of diversity and team building and those types of things in mind? Any recommendations for for talent leaders out there? Yeah, well, I'm happy to start on this one. I think, you know, it's also don't forget about the scientific method and evidence-based practice and uh, to help reduce disparities that happens if the individual and team surrounding the person receiving the care reflects them. And so if, if that's scientifically proven, um, it's evidence-based, what can we do with intentionality around identifying the systems that are going to reduce the chance of bias to facilitate a more diverse team, as we talked about earlier, fostering innovation. So if there is open-mindedness, that there is a level of um, acceptance and curiosity around all perspectives uh, so that everybody can find their place regardless of their background um, or, or experience to all contribute to create that plurality where there's just that whole sense of welcoming, belonging, and that's going to attract the diversity of, of people as well to be able to provide that care. Yeah, totally. Anything you want to add to that, Michael? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to want to echo what, what Ben was saying. And I think, you know, a, a couple of key points there. One is the being able to reflect the community that you're serving is so important. Um, and and I think that's always one of the goals that that we have when we're recruiting within healthcare is is being reflective of the community. But going back to something that you said, Joe, I think is is really key as well. When you're saying, you know, there's a technology that you can sort of buy off the shelf to, you know, solve the the problems. No, no, it's 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 the hard work every day. And it's it's understanding where people come from, and it's it's understanding that we work together to to solve these problems, and it's an ongoing conversation, um, and that there's no there's no you know system that you're going to put in plug and play and answer questions to meet your you know diversity reporting that's going to solve your company's diversity issue. That's not that's not how it works, although a lot of places will tell you that. Yeah. Um, put in the hard work. I mean, we tell that to customers all the day, all all the time. We say we have not built the technology that takes the hard work out of building teams. Like that's just correct. <laughs> right. Like exists. that's where that's where it is. So, yes. yeah. yeah. No, this has been awesome. Well, as we wrap up, you know, the future of healthcare relies on a lot of people who are going to be new to the industry, whether that's like people who are just coming out and new nurses, new CNAs, but also in talent and leadership, like people coming from other industries to try to impact 
um, you know, healthcare. So both of you being extremely experienced, what do you wish you would have known before, you know, starting your healthcare career or what's something that you live by or think about it that keeps you going that you would just leave with someone who is um, either just entering into this space or transitioning into this space, any small nugget that you could share that you wish you would have known before? Ask more questions. I, I, I didn't realize how much I didn't know mm. and still don't know today, even though, you know, I've been doing this for 20 plus years. Um, and probably that, you know, if I ask more questions along the way, people would spend more time and have, have unpacked things for me earlier on in my career. So I would just you know, encourage those who are who are entering the field to to reach out more, ask ask people for time, and they'll give it to you. Love it, love it. Go ahead, yeah. Ben. Close us out. Well, thanks, Joe. I mean, gosh, Michael, <laughs> that's so perfectly said. And it reminds me, a couple hours ago, I was having a conversation with a new leader uh, in the organization we hired, and we were having this exact conversation. I was sharing back. I was 25 years old. I was a vice president of a small community hospital because uh, she's a younger leader in our organization. And we were talking about that tendency to want to be able to show how smart you are and how that can be such a fallacy. And to be able to, like you said, so well, Michael, uh, have that curiosity, ask more questions. Um, and the other thing I would add to that is really, I feel like leadership and service are synonymous and for people coming in to healthcare to really have that service orientation. Um, and I think that, you know, it goes back to another phrase of people don't care about how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And I think uh, that would be my greatest piece of, of wisdom to share that I wish I would have spent more time on uh, earlier in my career. I wish I would spend more time on it now as I try to be a more effective leader uh, myself just to to care more and um, and just to, in addition to what, what Michael said of asking more questions. No, that's awesome. Um, and I think both of you live that, you know, I think that's how our relationships started with conversations and learning from each other with each other, like sharing, you're both awesome at that. How can people find either of you Ben? how can someone find you or reach out to you if, you know, just to connect, like, what's the best way to do that? Yes, LinkedIn's the best way. It's just simply Ben Wiederholt. It's W-I-E-D-E-R-H-O-L-T. So love to uh, connect. Cool. Michael? Similarly, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I don't spell my name last name the same way as Ben does, but it's I-S-A-A-C-S. <laughs> Awesome. No, this has been great. Michael, Ben, we really, really appreciate it. Again, I'm Joe Thurman, co-founder, CEO of IIA Healthcare, creators of Interview IA. Uh, this is a higher feature in healthcare. Thanks for joining and tune into the next episode. Take care. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Michael. A Higher Future in Healthcare is a production of IIA Healthcare. 
a healthcare technology company and creators of Interview IA, an interview platform for healthcare organizations to streamline their interview processes to deliver unparalleled candidate experiences and to create a true competitive advantage for delivering quality care. Learn more at www.iiahealthcare.com.